Father, tonight we give you glory. We honor your name, O oh God. You are full of wonders. And we have come to partake of your wonders tonight. We give you glory and we bless your holy name. Thank you because you shall speak into our spirits tonight. Thank you because your word shall take on flesh in our lives tonight. Thank you because your voice shall ring sharp and deep into our spirits tonight. We give you glory and we honor you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come and give the Lord a big hand clap of praise. A big hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. I give God glory for this privilege tonight to be used of God to bring the word of God to us in this great meeting. The beauty of the cross is a great meeting. A time is coming not long from now. The beauty of the cross will no longer be held here. Because the room will not contain us. A time is coming not long from now. When we are holding the beauty of the cross. You will think it's some national rally that is taking place. Not long from now. Men and women shall come from the north, the east, the south and the west. From across the borders of this nation. Just to be part of this program. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus. Sometimes when words like this are spoken. Because we do not vibrate and gyrate. And we don't, you know. Do our mouth as if there is pepper inside. Sometimes you find it difficult to believe it. But just take it as it is. Then when it happened. Remember this day. That it was said. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I give God praise for this great opportunity. Thanking the bishop of the house for allowing me and the resident pastor for also allowing me to share in his pulpit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a big hand clap of praise as you take your seat. Hallelujah. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about the topic I've been given, and it is titled, Engaging the Revealed Word. Say with me, engaging. Say it again, engaging. Say it again, engaging. Hallelujah. Engaging the revealed word. Praise the Lord. Engaging it. When you get into a car, for those of us that are privileged to drive, some of you, you don't, you don't know how to drive, even inside dream. In fact, if you see yourself driving inside the dream, you have to wake up and plead the blood of Jesus seven times because it's a bad dream. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And then you are driving and then you are about to go and crash and then you wake up and then you, you know, and then you start screaming and shouting in the dream and then you wake up like that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You will drive your own car. Amen. You will drive your own car. So learn the driving fast, fast. You see, when you start a car, you put the key into the ignition. You start the car. And the ignition responds. And the engine begins to rev. And it begins to run. Alright? 
and then you say because you have started the car and because the engine is revving smooth and everything seems okay and then you sit behind the wheel like I used to think when I was a child I thought people just sit behind the wheel and the car moves I never knew that they have to do anything so you sit behind the wheel and you are waiting for the car to move will the car ever move is anything wrong with the car is the car not in good shape where is the problem here thank you praise the lord you see for you to move the car the manufacturers have provided something they call a gearbox and so and they also provided some pedals at the at the base they call one the brakes another one is the clutch another one is the accelerator if you are using manual if you are using automatic you don't have the clutch what you have is the accelerator and the brakes hallelujah and then so according to the manufacturer's mind you would have to first of all engage the gear put it in a move position if it is the automatic you put it in the drive position and then it doesn't end there just putting it in the drive position does not move the, the car you've got to put your feet on the accelerator take hold of the steering wheel and then move Praise the Lord. Otherwise, you can sit in that car and speak tongues and be tonguing from, you know, from now to kingdom come. The car will not move. Praise the Lord. There are certain things that, you know, we, we do that we ought not to do. Certain things we expect that God will do for us, but what, meanwhile God has already given us what it takes to get it done. And so you wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and then you begin to accuse God and you think God is not being faithful. But my Bible tells me that even when we are faithless, even when we do not even remain faithful unto him, he cannot deny himself. He remains faithful. So as far as God is concerned, being unfaithful is tantamount to denying himself, which can never happen. Do you understand it? It can never happen that God should deny himself. If he has said that anyone who comes to God must first of all believe that he is. Then how can he deny himself? It will never get to that day where God will will come to the point of denying himself. And that is why his faithfulness is from everlasting unto everlasting. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So to engage simply means to make effective. To cause to produce. To activate. To put into positive use. To bring to the point of fruition. To cause a manifestation. Praise the Lord. When you are engaging a thing, you are making that thing to work for you and to produce for you. Amen. Amen. Yesterday we heard a lot 
that we needed to take action on whatever word we have believed, received and believed. You must take the step. You don't do it, you don't see the result. It's as simple as that. Catherine Kuma will say, that's just the way it is. It's as simple as that. You don't do it, you don't see the result. You don't put it to work, you don't see the fruit. You don't engage it, no results. Amen. Now, once upon a time, the word of God was veiled. To mankind. Man didn't have access to God's thoughts and mind and will. Man didn't have access to God's plan. His will was kind of screened off from man. And when you look at the, the very composition of the ark of old, it depicts that. There was a veil that separated man from the innermost place where God's presence was. And so what happened then was that from time to time, from dispensation to dispensation, God picked men and women through whom he spoke, to whom he gave his word. And they called them prophets and priests and prophetesses and co. Amen. So, he, he chose people from time to time in every age, in every dispensation. We had Abraham. We had Isaac. We had Jacob. We had Moses. We had Noah. We had Jeremiah. We had Isaiah. We had, you know, uh, Amos. We had all, the, all of them you can think about. God chose those people at different points. And he revealed himself to them. And gave his word for the people. The people could not receive the word directly. They could not reach where God was directly. They stayed without, you know, in the outer court. And the veil was separating them. And only one person had the right to go behind the veil. And that too once a year. If it were like that today, can you imagine what would have been like? Come on, say thank you. Say thank you for Jesus. Oh, Father, thank you for Jesus. Praise the Lord. So that veil, you know, eventually moved from the ark into the minds of the people. Into their hearts. So even when the dispensation passed, they wouldn't let it go. Moses had gone up the mountain to be with the Lord. And he had been there for quite some time with the Lord, about 40 days and 40 nights with the Lord. And then by the time he came down from the mountain, the Bible said his face so shone, so shone that the people could not behold his face. So he had to use a veil to cover his face. And from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, if you read from verse 13 downwards to about 18, we are told that even up till then, people who would, they would read the Bible and then when they are reading the Old Testament, the veil is still there. The covering was still there. But there is something that interests me in that verse. Down the line. It said they did not know that in Christ, the veil had been done away with. They did not know 
And so their understanding was still darkened. They didn't have light into God's word. They could not see the word. And once you cannot see it, you are helpless. You are handicapped. Until you can see, you can do nothing about it. Hallelujah. There is a seeing and there is a seeing. Glory to God. So, they kept on in that way. Each time they were reading, it was, as, it was like Greek to them. It didn't mean anything to them. Because the veil was there. It had moved from the tabernacle. It had come to their minds. And it just wouldn't go away. But you see, that wasn't the perfect will of God for man. God's desire for man was that he could have his man to talk to mouth to mouth, face to face. God wanted intimacy with his man. He didn't want any barrier standing between us. But man, for some reason, keep, you know, kept running away and keeps running away even to date. Because we do not understand that how such a mighty God, a great God, a fearful God could want to relate with me one on one. But that's what he desires. That is his utmost desire. Praise the Lord. He so desired it that he had to send Christ to come to make it happen. Hallelujah. And so that is why remarkably you find in all the gospels you find from Matthew chapter 27, you go to Luke chapter um, 17, all through 23, and then you go all through the gospels. You find that one of the first things that Jesus accomplished at his death was the destruction of the veil. The man, even at his death, he was working. You see, why did he have to do that? In John chapter 1 verse 1, he already told us. He said, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was in fact and indeed God. And said, by him were all things made. As a matter of fact, without him was not anything made that was made. Hallelujah. And said, in him is life. And that life is the light of men. And then you go down to verse 14. And it says, and the word was made flesh. And the word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. And listen. It said, it did not only dwell among us. It said, we beheld his glory. A glory as of the only begotten son of God. Full of grace and truth. We beheld his glory. Hallelujah. To get rid of that veil, God had to make, because you, Daddy has taught us here several times that Jesus, the name Jesus, is his operational name. Hallelujah. He did not exist as Jesus in heaven. He was the word. And he will return as the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So the word was made flesh. He came, the word took on form so that it becomes tangible and real to you. 
So when he's speaking to you, you don't think that it is something else, some wind that is talking. He gave the word form. So that you could see the word. You can handle the word. You can touch the word. You can test it. So he said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Are you going to eat God? Were you training him? Did you have him for lunch or dinner? No. How do you taste something you didn't eat? Hallelujah. The word was made flesh. He dwelt amongst us. We beheld his glory. We saw the majesty that he carried. He came down to make us to begin to have a real-time relationship and to, for the word to begin to make meaning to us. God gave it form. Praise the Lord. So, this clearly tells me that the word is not a it. The word is a he. It's a personality that carries life and has spirit. No wonder Jesus then says, he says, the words that I speak to you, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. Jesus came to carry the word, you know, beyond the letter. He became, he came to uncover the letter for us to be able to access the life and the spirit in the word. And the word was made flesh. That is why, friends, whatever word you hear, it does not become flesh in your life. When we say it becomes flesh in your life, that means it becomes your experiential, you know, knowledge, experiential, you, you experience it, you see it. Now, look at how, you know, uh, this um, John was introducing the gospel to Theophilus. He said, what we have seen, what we have handled, what we have heard, what we have touched, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When the word becomes real to you, at the point where the word becomes flesh to you, that's the point of accomplishment. That is when you begin to receive divine imageries of the word. Hmm. Hallelujah. Your human imagination hasn't got the capacity to give you divine pictures of the word of God. Until the spirit of God has influence over your mind and your spirit. It does not have the divine capacity. So you, don't, you can't use your human imagination to begin to understand and comprehend God. It's too limited. Now, I remember that before I got born again, I, re I knew there was something more, but I just didn't know what it was. I was born into the Catholic faith. Amen. You know, so, we we'll go, ah, every catechism, confirmation, everything. First Holy Communion, Holy Second, all the ones, we did it. Everything. We'll go on, you know, block rosaries and everything. The rosary, ah, I could close my eyes and recite it by heart. I, I was so much of a Catholic that I began to dream of Virgin Mary. 
Seriously. You know, now the first limitation I had was that I had in my life was that after my father passed away, it's like everybody left. This one went to deeper life. This one went to his own. This one went to his own. So I said, ah, why are we being so unkind to the memory of this man? That was the first reasoning. Ah, So nobody can hold this man's legacy. Everybody can go, not me. And I remained. And I remained there. And I remained there. And I was shrinking and trying, losing my joy. I go to, to church. I knew there was something more, but I didn't know how to get it. The only day I felt like I'd gone to, the, to church and I felt spiritual was the day that I sing, How great thou art, how great thou art. Because I loved that song. So I know who sing, Oh, then sings my soul, my savior. I will be crying, How great thou art, how great. Then I heard that day, I, and I knew that God was next to me. Praise the Lord. God was so patient and He allowed me. Uh, until I got here. I got up to this place. And then he pushed me out. But after pushing me out, I was also the kind of person that wanted to enjoy and understand God intellectually before I would, you know. So I was asking a lot of questions. Why this? Why this? Why that one? Why not like this? Why not like that? Why is this? Why? So for two years, I wasn't going to church. At first, you know the Catholics will have the missal, and you could say the mass in your by yourself. So at first, I'll be in my room and say mass by myself. After that, after some time, I say, "What am I doing?" Hallelujah! Until finally, one day, I was walking on the street, and I was, you know, in my usual tomboy attire, just going, and I was asking my usual questions, asking my usual questions, asking my usual questions. And then I just heard a voice. And that was the first time in my life that I heard the audible voice. I just heard a voice right inside. I see somebody was speaking into my ears. He said, you are trying to understand me with this, your brain. You cannot figure me out with your brain. If you continue to try, your brain will blow to smithereens. Should I say I like grammar? He gave me grammar some. If you continue to try, your brain will do what? We blow to smithereens. And I know what smithereens are. And then God had to have mercy on me. That a program was held in the church where I got born again. And then that was how God took me over. As soon as I opened my mouth and confessed Jesus, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit instanta. And I have never looked back since then. To the glory of God. Friends, if you cannot see something, you have nothing to hold on to. The word is real. The word word of God is not an abstract. The word of God is a personality having life and spirit. If you cannot behold him, then you have nothing to hold on to. Praise the Lord. Jesus himself was the revelation of the word. At that point where he said, and he became flesh, and we beheld, he was the word revealed already. 
So looking for any other revelation outside of Christ is a waste of time. It's an exercise in futility. Christ is the revelation of the word. He is the revealed word. And the Bible said he is full of grace and truth. Grace to make you be anything that he has ordained you to. Grace to enable you to get to the point he had earmarked for you. Grace to enable you to walk with him one on one on a level of intimacy. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all. 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 For as many as received him, he gave them the power, the authority, and the capacity to become the sons of God. Glory to Jesus. Friends, you need no other revelation of God's word. Christ is the revealed word. The bishop always say, he said, Christ is the place. If he's not a place, how can you be in him? <laughs> Hallelujah. The special place is a place. So we are in the auditorium of the special place right now. If you are asked your location right now, you say, I'm in the special place. Abide in me and I will abide in you. Christ is a place. After Adam and Eve were chased out of the garden, God folded up that garden, the Bible says. And, you know, I also taught by my husband. He folded up the garden in his wisdom realm. He folded the garden up into his wisdom. And released him again at the coming of Christ. So when you are in Christ, you are in the garden of the light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When you are in him, you are in the garden of the light. You are in a place of fulfillment. You are in the ultimate place. There is no other place that is greater. No other place better. No other place higher. He is the consummation of the love of God for us. Hallelujah. So you've got to have the understanding so that when you are looking, we are saying the word, don't be looking at picking your Bible and just be looking at the letters. We are not talking about the letters. We are talking about the thing that is wrapped under the letters. For the letter does what? It kills. But the spirit does what? Amen. Amen. So if you are hooked to the letter alone, no life will flow. But when you are hooked onto the spirit, there is a transference from the fountain of all life. It flows into you and begins to affect everything about you. Everything. Everything. Hallelujah. The Bible said just before Jesus gave up the ghost, it said from the sixth hour to the ninth hour, there was total darkness. Absolute darkness. Complete darkness. 
Nobody could see beyond their nose. You couldn't even see your, your nose tip. Utter darkness. To let you to know what life outside Christ looks like. But as soon as he lifted up his voice. And then he declared. Father. Now up to your hands I commend my spirit. And the Bible said and he breathed his last. What happened? It said suddenly there was a shaking everywhere. The release of his spirit caused an earthquake. There was shaking, and he said that veil of the temple was torn. It didn't tear sideways. It, it didn't just have a small hole. He said it was torn from top to bottom. So nothing should deny you access into the secrets of God anymore. To the believer, the word of God is not a mystery. He said, if our gospel is hid, it is hid to those who, who don't believe, who are lost. He said, the God of this world has covered their eyes, their mind. They can't see. Even if you use the word and chuck inside their eye, they won't see it. Carry the Bible and plant it inside their eye, they won't see it. Does it not amaze you sometimes how when you pick your Bible to read and you just start reading and then he just comes right there because he loves it and the author is just right there beside you and then he begins to teach you. For you have received an anointing from the Holy One and you have no need that any man should teach you anymore but the anointing that abides in you, he shall teach you all things. All things. So now the word is not just amongst us. The word is in us. That revealed word is in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The revealed word is right inside. It's not just around or amongst anymore. It's right inside. He said, to date, when, they re- when Moses is being read, he said, their heart, the veil is still there, covering their minds and their hearts. He said, however, when you turn to the Lord, the veil is done away with. The word is inside. That revealed word is inside. Everything that makes for life and godliness is embodied in Christ and is inside of you. So you need not look far. The bishop will often say, he will say, there is no challenge you will go through in this life that will now make God to go into the library of heaven and carry spectacle and put on his nose. Angel Gabriel, Michael, check that shelf, check that shelf. Come on, check this one. You oh yeah, get so many, check that shelf. Check, 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 check. And Angela Ruth, check that side, check that side. Have you seen the solution to his problem? <laughs> He said, do not say in your hearts, who will go up and bring him down? Do not say, do not wonder, oh, who will go for down? He said, no. He said, it is right beside you. Inside, in fact, in your mouth, which is the word of faith which we preach. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Yesterday, the resident pastor talked so much about faith. And you see, a lot of Christians have misunderstood what the fight of faith is. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 12. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold. Lay hold. Fight the good fight of faith. How can Jesus ask you to go and fight an enemy he has already defeated? Is it not stupidity? Waste of energy? Then it means Jesus himself would not know what he's about. But I thank God that he knows what he's about all the time. The Bible said he took captivity captive. And he made a public show of him. Triumphing over, over them in it. Every handwriting of the ordinance that's against you. He took it out of the way and nailed it permanently to his cross. When he left the cross, he left those things there. So if they are still hanging around you, like you went to the cross to pick it, take it back, you are a thief. That's what it means. But I will only take it back. Amen. Glory to Jesus. He defeated the enemy already on your behalf. He fought the battle. And he won it. So how can he now ask you to go and fight again? The same enemy. Which one? The one that is already defeated or another one to be created? Or which one? So when he says fight the good fight of faith, it is about you. That the things that Jesus died and was buried and resurrected to earn for you, that you would be, allow yourself to enter into those things. Fight your doubts. Silence the voice of the situation around you. The sickness is telling you you will die. Oh. But he said, you shall not die, but live to declare the works of God. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? When you believe his report, then you see the revelation of his outstretched arm. Praise the Lord. Wherefore, God hath also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the mention of his name, Everything, every knee bows of things in heaven, of things on earth, of things beneath the earth. Have Whose name has that kind of influence? What kind of name that has that power to control every being in existence in every realm? Of things in heaven, just at the mention of his name. So even when you say that word Jesus, power is released. You need a revelation into that name. So you don't call it just anyhow. It's not when one lizard is crossing your leg. Jesus, 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 Jesus. No. But when you call that name with understanding, <laughs> I know what that name has done for me. Praise the Lord. I know what that name has done for me. 
sometimes you get your, you know, into some situations they seem so overwhelming. It's like you look to the left, you look to the right. It's like you don't even know where to turn. It's like you are etched in. The name of the Lord is a high tower, a strong one. The righteous run into it and is saved. That is my city of refuge. So when I'm being chased by the manslayer and I run into that name, ho, 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 I've escaped. I'm free, I'm gone. Praise the Lord. So please understand, the word is not an abstract. When we're talking about the word, we are talking about a personality and none other personality than God himself. So everything that is in God is in the word. Does it now amaze you why God will say? What will make God to say that? I have magnified my word above all my names. And when I read that scripture, I sat down to think. Take the different languages. If you take the Yoruba, Yoruba language, when you, you hear them extolling God, the names that they call God, and you begin to analyze the names, it will amaze you. Come to the Akan language. When they begin to call the names of God. Hallelujah. Give me some of the names. Ah, ah. Now when you begin to explain those names. The names carry weight. It was my husband that made me to understand. This one that you call it. Oyami, Oyami, we call it Oyami. We just say it like that. He explained the name to me. And since that day, he said, Oyami. Nyawunyana, no one We hear Bibia Bium. Unyana, I know, I don't know. One me, Prepope. Praise the Lord. Look at all those names. You just begin to analyze the names. And then God says, I have magnified my word above all my names. Above all my names. The ones that he called himself, the ones that people are calling him, the ones that generations yet or more will call him. Above all. Praise the Lord. As soon as Jesus yielded up the ghost, now, there was a change. The power was released. The, the word himself went to work, even at death. He opened up graves. He released captives. Kai. Even in death. So, what situation? How bad is your situation? Are you dead yet? Are you buried yet? <laughs> how bad is your situation the man gave up his ghost just releasing his spirit releasing the spirit just releasing the spirit look at the things that happen you know and I loved what I read I said the centurion stood from afar off he said kai, 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 kai. this is truly the son of God <laughs> what kind of death is this one just dying of this ceremony, of this release of power. Hey. Hey. Another, you know, scripture, another one said, those that gathered from above, he said they began to beat their chest. Mm, 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 mm. And 
they were going. That they have seen something that their mouth cannot see. It's too heavy for their mouth. Something they had never seen before. Hallelujah. So, if the word is a living personality, then how do I engage him? How do I engage him? If you go to visit somebody you call a friend and you knock on the door, he says, Oh, okay, now you welcome. Cack seat, eh? And they come. And then the person, you know, just sat down. In case you want water, that's water over there. And then you are there 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. There's no mm, talk less of ah. What are you going to do? I'll get up on you. But when you go to a place where they receive you well, 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 arrange seat for you, give you water, give you mineral, give you pepper soup, give you all manner, and give you banku, and give you all, and a play, and all, and, and you are eating, you will talk and over talk. You will talk and over talk. You, because you, you express yourself freely. Why? Because you feel welcome. Now, if this revealed word is dwelling inside of you, what are you doing with him? Engaging this revealed word, simple. Engage him in a relationship. 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 When you ignore a person, you are telling the person that he is not important. How do you feel when you are ignored? How do you feel? How do you feel that you have, you have gone to see someone and the person doesn't even look at you twice? When you are even trying to talk, it's as if your mouth is smelling. The expression on the face of the person is telling you, please keep quiet. In fact, oh yeah, do they go? I saw something on this uh, was up one time they posted. They said uh, Nigeria English. They said, well, come and be going. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> they will add oil to it. Oh, oh yeah, come and be going. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You yourself as a person, you don't like to be ignored. So you have to engage that revealed word living in you. The Christ in you. You have to engage him in a relationship. Now when you are relating with a person, what do you do? You talk with the person, don't you? You attend to the person, don't you? You rub minds with the person. You communicate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You communicate. So if you are in a relationship with him, you will have fellowship with him. And the more you have fellowship with him, the more like him you become. 
And the more you have access to his secrets that will put you on top in life. Because you, nobody reveals his secrets to a stranger on the street. True or false? True or false? You carry a stranger, I just call it. Oh, here I come. I have 10,000 Ghana cities under my bed. You see, that house there is my own. That one is my own. You see that car? That company there is my own. You don't do that. Do you do that? Which parent will carry an inheritance? I said for someone that... They, 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 as for the Uibo, God bless them. God bless them all. One fashion designer died and left his wealth to his cat. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. He left his wealth to his cat. As far as he's concerned, the cat was of greater value to him than human beings around him. Huh? <laughs> and then one Nigerian comedian wrote, he said, he said, well, tell that cat that, please, I'm available for employment. <laughs> meow, meow, cat, are you hearing me? I'm available. Oh, take me, take me as your manager, as your driver, anything I'm ready to do. I'll go do anything. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So you share fellowship. You relate. You have times of intimacy. You communicate. You put yourself at the disposal of the one with whom you are in relationship. So you serve. The more you spend time with him, and the more you are mindful of his business, the more of himself he manifests in you. And then you don't have to hit your head against the wall. The revealed work with word will work for you. You don't have to do anything, some assault and winter pepper. You, you know, you, everything that you lay your heart upon to do, it says, shall do what? Shall prosper. Is the word talking. Everything that the word says becomes real in your life. Why? Because you are engaging with the word on a day-to-day basis. You are doing business with the word. You are trading with the word. He said, occupy it like come. You see, the more you fellowship with him, the more, the more of him you have. You reason out. He said, come, let us reason together. You see, he sits down with you and begins to reason. Imagine God saying about Abraham. He said, can I have anything I'm about to do for my friend Abraham? Praise the Lord. Grow into that level of intimacy where God can call you friend. At that level, he trusts you with his deepest secrets. He keeps nothing away from you. He said, I cannot keep anything away from Abraham. Because he has been tried and proven. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So number one, engaging. That's a major thing. Engage him in a relationship. And every other thing, all the ingredients of a relationship will begin to manifest. And as you are doing that, then you begin to see the revealed work, word at work in your life. You begin to see it manifest. You begin to see the fruits. You begin to enjoy it. You are supping with him. You are dining with him. You know him and he knows you. He calls you by name. You are not a stranger. You are not afar off. But you are right there. Close. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is the word in the letters? Is the word a eat? Is the word an abstract? What is the word? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 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 Can you jump on your feet and praise the Lord? Shout a big hallelujah unto him. Give him a shout of praise. 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 Shout hallelujah. Amen. I want you to just take two minutes to just pray. And begin to just talk. Feed that relationship. Else it will die. Feed the relationship. Else it will die. Talk to him inside of you there. Talk to him. Talk to him. I long to know you more. I long to spend more time with you. I want to be intimate with you, Lord. Take time to talk with him. Talk to him right now. Talk to him right now. Talk to him right now. It's right there inside of you. Right there inside of you. You don't have to go far. You don't have to look to the west or to the east. It's right there in you. Fit that relationship. Maybe you have been ignoring him all this while. And it's time to pay him some attention. Oh, feed 